All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The first selection of the National Hockey League Draft belongs to... The Daily Faceoff Podcast comes to you courtesy of the Nation Network. The first overall pick in the 2015 NHL Draft. Gretzky had it, lost it, Eisenman picks it up. Eisenman holding, blue line, chance, stop! Daily Face-Off. The Daily Face-Off. The Daily Face-Off podcast with your host, Brock Sagan. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 38 of the Daily Face-Off podcast. I'm your host, Brock Sagan. To my left, I've got Michael Biebs Bondi. How's it going, Biebs? I'm good. I'm really cold, though. I'm not really adjusting to these this Canadian climate that's, that's, that's come at us here. It kind of came out of nowhere, as I'm sure a lot of people's uh, cold weather has this yeah, year. Yeah, just swept in out of it's nowhere. like, oh, yeah, I was wearing shorts last week. This week I come in. It's yeah, like dude, it triple like, sweater, yeah. double gloves. <laughs> What's up? It was like 80 a week ago. I don't know. Hopefully, the listeners at home can't hear the rain. We're basically, for those of you that don't know, we basically record this podcast in like a tin can. Uh, I have like a, man, a detached garage that I've converted into a man cave, but it is very metally, and the raindrops are pretty loud outside. So hopefully, it doesn't all that audio doesn't get picked up. But um, metally is a good word. Metally, yeah. <laughs> uh, in case you guys didn't notice, I did not throw it over to Dylan D. Berthiemez, um also, but that's because he's not with us today. Yeah. Uh, he is busy doing some school bullshit. I think he's doing midterms or yeah, this is very legitimate. But yeah, yeah, but we're still gonna call it bullshit. Yeah, no, yeah, he's yeah. bailing hard. It's not fantasy hockey, so it's not. This is, dude, this is like the one year anniversary of like the Daily Face Out podcast. I think like I think episode number two is right before Halloween because it was titled Halloween. Wow. So it's like almost the one like it's basically the one year anniversary of our first good show. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, it was good. Because I'm sure our first episode was probably dog shit for the most part, but... <laughs> yeah, well, originally we recorded two that just didn't even make it out. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just practicing. We're kind of happy that those uh, stayed in the vault. Yeah, for say. sure. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, as we just mentioned, hopefully you guys are really enjoying these podcasts. We love bringing them to you. Uh, we're having a little bit more fun with it now than we ever have, and it's. I think we're getting better at it. We're now improving. that we know what we're doing, yeah. <laughs> Slightly last I week. I still mispronounce words left and right. Yeah, but. apparently last week our episode, uh, some people were having trouble hearing it because only me and you were coming through their left yeah. earbud, and then D was coming through their right earbud. I have no idea what was Not going to mention on. a lot of people had their, their, their 
headphones and they just take out the right ear. And just yeah, yeah. There's the like ears, so that, that <laughs> that's an issue too. Yeah, those people will be fine this yeah. week though because there is no D. Um, but yeah, so if you guys are enjoying sure. these shows, um, I never really plan on our. My plan was always to try to find a sponsor, but it's been basically impossible for us to find a little bit of uh, cash money from a sponsor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So far. Um, we are still looking for sponsors. So again, if any of you guys are interested out there, uh, please feel free to contact us. But um, in the meantime, we've launched a Patreon account. I know that a bunch of other podcasts do this. And I actually had a couple people reach out to me and say, hey, man, like we love this podcast. Uh, you guys are like the, our go-to fantasy hockey podcast. We love you guys. You yeah. should start a Patreon account. We appreciate we, that. We want to become patrons. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we had a super heart heartwarming thing today. Yeah, we awesome. had a couple, man. Yeah. I felt really good to be a Daily Face-Off podcast host today. Was today, nice. today yeah, for it. sure. Not, not, not the so last 365 yeah. days, whatever. Yeah. But today was good. Um, so we did launch a Patreon account. For those of you who don't know what it is, is um, you guys can go and make pledges to us to help us make the show better, whether it's new mics or um, a new audio mixer, which we definitely need because this yeah. pro- this program is dog shit. Terrible. Uh, but So a new audio mixer would be huge. Free though. Just like anything that could help us make this show better, make, uh, you know, the more, like, Especially for D and Biebs, these guys are giving up their free time for just for fun, just to help you guys out in fantasy and just kind of get their name out there. So anything that could, you know, a little bit of kickback or something like that for them would also help maybe two shows a week or three shows a week. The more we can do, the more money we have, the more we can do basically and the better product we can put out. So if you want to become a patron, we'll continue to tweet it out and you guys can go and help us. And then the way Patreon works is depending on how much you donate or pledge, we give different types of rewards. So right yeah. now, um, we give thank. We'll give you a shout out if you donate over a dollar on the show for becoming a patron. Uh, if you donate over three dollars, you we will follow you back from the DFO uh, podcast Twitter account and answer all of your questions whenever you have them. No questions asked. And then if you do- donate five or more, uh, you'll get everything from the first two that I mentioned, as well as free entry into our daily faceoff podcast fantasy hockey playoff league. That will come in April. Yeah. So I think as we go to, I'll, I'll kind of start figure out some more awards. We'll add to it so you guys can kind of um, have a little more reason to donate. We also want to come out with a nice t-shirt line of some sort. Get just some kind of hilarious, maybe like a Risto shirt just because yeah. he seems to be the boy. Or just, just my face. Yeah. Just a large Well, dude, that's what I was just going to say. I'm totally joking. Nobody wants that. With, with, your, with your cut right now, you honestly look like Risto. So we should just have a cut out <laughs> of your face and then just right above it, just Risto! It yeah, would be dope. Yesterday I came, or sorry, last week I came to the podcast wearing my my favorite Jack Eichel jersey, um, and I, I just got a new haircut, and it's the exact Risto line. And oh, I didn't yeah. even do it thinking of him, but you just went into the the barber, and you're just like, "Yo, give me the Risto." Yeah, just give me that Risto. So yeah. anyone who knows me, I kind of have the facial features. Yeah, of you, Risto. Do, you, you look little, like a yeah. little Finnish dude for so, sure. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I look like uh, Rasmus Ristolainen right now, and I've never been happier. Yeah, dude, it's, it's <laughs> hilarious. So. We're going to probably, like I said, we're going to find some more ways to kind of incorporate you guys and make this podcast uh, more user-friendly. Also, if you donate uh, five or more dollars, we're going to each month hold uh, a Patreon-only like live podcast where you guys can ask us all the questions you want. We'll answer them live on the show. We've done one live show before, but now we're going to do a Patreon-only live show uh, for the people that donate five or more dollars. Uh, before we get into fantasy hockey, the Cleveland Indians are up one nothing. Um Maybe by tomorrow it'll be two nothing. Yeah, maybe not. But actually, it's probably getting rained out. At this rate, not. They were losing last oh, time. I saw. Oh, really? But, I mean, this doesn't matter. Whatever, it doesn't it's matter. Tomorrow. All that matters is who do you think is going to take this? Which which team is going to break their long drought? Is going to be the Cubs or is it going to be the Indians? Uh, whew. I guess more importantly, who do you want it to be? I see that. That's the thing. Um, someone asked me that yesterday, and being a Detroit Tigers fan, as I'm sure you are too, mm-hmm. I don't really care who wins. Um, no. But at the same time. I started rooting against Cleveland, their division rival. I didn't yep. want them to win. But I just love how much fun this team's having. It, it sounds terrible, but they probably shouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. Um, just with who they have, the guys in their lineup. But they should be there at the same time. They just, they've outplayed. I, I just love everything that team's doing. And uh, Cubs are going to be here for the next 10 years. Let's be real. Yeah. That team's young and amazing. Um, so just let Cleveland have one. That yeah. city deserves it. Yeah, They're going to be spoiled this year. But, I mean, they really do deserve it. It was so funny. I don't know if you saw the tweet that kind of was going around. Like, it went viral. Somebody tweeted, like, Cleveland was just like, hey, give us a championship. Like, talking to the devil. And the yeah. devil was just like, okay, you have to host, like, um, 
Donald Trump or whatever, and they're like, oh, geez, give me two. <laughs> Just like that's how bad. I don't want it. I don't want either team to win. I was tweeted out. I was saying, like, I kind of want. The Cubs to win just for Steve Barman. That's the only person I'm yeah, going for. Yeah, just for Steve, yeah. But it would be kind of sick if, like, that just... Their misery just continued. Like, I never want to root for the like the, uh, the state of Ohio. I hate Ohio State. I hate everything to do about everything to do with Cleveland. The only person I like in, in Ohio sports is A.J. Green. That is it. It's fantasy reasons. Just, he's a good dude. I got his jersey, too. Maybe Seth Jones. I've liked some Ohio guys overall, too, but... We won't go there. Not going to go there. And then I hate the city of Chicago. Like, nobody wants to cheer for Chicago. Not the Blackhawks, not the Cubs, not the White Sox, not the Bears. None of them. So, I don't even care, honestly. Their mass abundance of teams and their total I would just, teams. And- yeah. I would just like to see, like, seven games. And just, like, why does every game got to be a shutout? Why can't it be a 4-3 a, a game? Every game seems like it's just been a shutout. It's what it is. Like, one team scores, the other team doesn't. It just doesn't. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's but baseball. All right. That's we're eight we minutes hockey. in. We're eight minutes in. We've talked about pledges. And the World Series. Let's get into some fantasy hockey. What do you think? Sounds good. Um, you ready to go? Yeah. It's been absolutely taking over my life lately, so let's, uh, <laughs> let's keep it going. So, I'll give you guys a quick rundown of what we have planned for today's show. Uh, we're going to start off with just some waiver wire additions. We're probably going to do this weekly for the first little while of the season while everybody kind of... Because it takes a couple weeks to really get your fantasy lineup locked in. You've got some guys that you drafted with high hopes that have kind of shit the bed. Uh, and then there's other guys in the waiver wire that are playing much better than expected. So for the first couple weeks, we're going to give you guys a couple guys that we're targeting um, on the waiver wire. After that, we gave everybody our preseason predictions of who we thought was going to lead the NHL in goals and assists and points and all that, who was going to win the awards. Um, but a lot changes after one week. A lot has changed. Yeah, a, a lot, lot of mindsets of, change. Yeah, you, you know, everybody thinks one thing, and then once the season starts and you, and you visually start to see things happening in front of you, your mindset might start to change. So we're going to just kind of revisit and see if any of us, well, me or Biebs, changed our minds on who we think is going to lead the league in um, different categories. And then, of course, we'll get to an injury report and bring back one of my favorite segments, legit or not legit. As I mentioned, a lot is, a lot changes. A lot goes on in these first couple weeks. And some of it is just smoke and mirrors. Yeah. And some of it's legit. So we're going to try to it's decide. like a lot of hot takes. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's just that's, like it's it the only lot. thing you can do at yeah. this point. So we're going to just kind of read through the smoke and mirrors. What's legit? What's not legit? It's a great segment. And I just love the word legit. It's just so much fun. Yeah, no. Any, I'm actually excited because I use that in my everyday like vocabulary yeah. so much. And people <laughs> are just like, do you have to say legit this often? So I'm glad. You know, we're working it even more oh, in there yeah. so it's more acceptable. 100 P. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we'll get to your guys' fantasy questions at the end of the show. So, Biebs, let's start with you. Who is somebody you're targeting on the waiver wire right now? And uh, what's their own percentage? All right. So, um, I love this. I love this section, I must say, because <laughs> I'm one of those people in the league where, like, I give a guy two games, and if he's not doing it, in comes, in comes the next guy. And You're the guy that the finishes the year with, like, like 100-plus uh, pickups <laughs> yeah. in every fantasy league I play, especially You're the, hockey. You're the one guy that, like, they put in that $1 per pickup rule, and at the end of the year, you've paid, like, $260. Yeah. I'm also <laughs> the guy who doesn't join those leagues for yeah, that yeah, reason, yeah. Um, specifically. But my, my pickup, and, uh, and I actually grabbed him this morning is uh, Vladimir Nemeshnikov, currently 8% owned in Yahoo Leagues. Um, and when I name his wingers, or his line mates, people are going to laugh at that 8% because he's currently lining up next to Steven Stamkos and Nikita Kucherov. Not bad. And, uh, and they have said that they do not plan on moving that. It's been successful the last two games. He has a goal and an assist uh, in both games, so that gives him four points in the year before that different line. Wasn't totally performing, but this is a guy who has a lot of skill um, always was a skilled player in junior when he was with London. Uh, he's, he's Russian, so he, I mean, he's got, he's got to have the hands. Right? <laughs> yeah. right? But no, um, for Nemeshkov, what it is, is he's just a product of the situation that he's playing. And anyone who's going to play with Stamkos and Kucherov is worthy of a roster spot on your team. Absolutely. Um, he's ready for a breakout year. He's, he's just coming into those prime years that we always talk about. And um, anyone who can fit with Stamkos is, uh, or and even Kucherov. It's probably not too difficult to play with, yeah. with those two. They're yeah, pretty I good really players. can't even say more about him. He's also been p- starting to play on the power play. Yeah. Um, and once that gets happening, I mean, look out. Fantasy stats boost Yeah, up. and you know what? And some of these players, too, like you look at them, like uh, they might be just a good ad for two weeks and they might get bumped back yeah. down to the third line. But and even know, if as long are, as you get, like, you know, look at Richard Panic. Like if he was on your team in week one, he might have won you single-handedly some leagues. Yeah. And who knows if he does this? Yeah, even, single-handedly. even if he doesn't do this for the rest of the year, whatever. Like just, you know, as long as you can maybe yeah. get a couple wins out what of these guys. Yeah. yeah. And if you have some, most fantasy teams, depending on how deep the league, but most fantasy teams in standard leagues have positions or, or roster spots that they can, you know, drop a guy yeah, and, and a work somebody yeah. into the, in the lineup for a couple weeks. 
A uh, guy that I'm really looking at right now, too, fourth overall pick from 2014, Sam Bennett in Calgary. He's 15% owned on Yahoo Leagues. Um, he got off to a bit of a slow start, much like the rest of the Flames lineup, but he's definitely picked it up over the last couple games. He has a three-game point streak going right now, having scored two goals and three assists over that span. And that comes off uh, some against some tough competition. He played this Blues twice and the Blackhawks once. Yeah. So not a, not the easiest of competition in those games. And he played very well. Right now he's centering the second line. He has Troy Brower, who I... Troy Brower's just a good hockey player. Yeah, in general. Like, there's a reason you give up TJ Oshie for him. Yeah, he's a good he's a good player. He's going to get you, you know, 20, 25 goals every year. So I th- and he's going to create some room uh, for Bennett up there, much like kind of Lucic does for, for McDavid. Um, and then the other wing right now is for Stieg, but that's probably going to change throughout the year. It could be Matthew Kachuk tomorrow, for all we know. <laughs> Either way, if he makes it in. Yeah. Uh, but Bennett right now is averaging nearly 15 minutes a night, which includes nearly three minutes per night on the power play, which is awesome. Uh, Bennett is also one of five Flames who has a positive Corsi going right now, and he's done that with the majority of his zone starts coming in the neutral or defensive zone. So he's not even getting put in these situations, and he's still getting a job done. Uh, the Flames should definitely shake off their sluggish start and start putting up big numbers with more regularity like everybody kind of expected from them coming into the year, which will obviously most definitely help Sam Bennett's production offensively. Yeah. So I like Bennett. You like Nemestikov. Who's your second pickup? My second pickup is um, is is someone who, uh, I don't know, he's kind of a late bloomer in the league, but I, I really do like him a lot. Uh, he's actually somebody that D really liked in the preseason as a potential breakout. Yeah. He's looking like a good pick so a great far. call, but it's Tanner Pearson. He's currently 21% owned, and I'm pretty sure before uh, two days ago, he was probably under 10% like, owned. Well, he started off that suspension, yeah. he probably was like 4% owned. And that's exactly what I was going to mention. This is a guy where a lot of people didn't draft him because when you looked at his name, he had the NA status next yeah. to him. And nobody wants to touch that, and people just don't want to read what that means, um, <laughs> which is kind of the funniest part because he missed two games. Yeah. Um, this is this is a guy who's, as D mentioned in other episodes, is totally capable of a breakout year, and I think this is his season. The left wingers in L.A. suck. I apologize to Dwight King. Um, <laughs> He's a big boy. You don't want him to mess with Dwight he King. Is, he, oh, great player, or great physical presence, but I mean, there's no reason why he should be playing first line with Anze Kopitar and Tyler Toffoli. I can see Pearson moving up, but as of right now, he's looking very good with Jeff Carter, oh, yeah. who um, who he's been lining up with since he got off that suspension. And since that suspension, every single game he's played in, he's had a point. He has four goals, two assists in four games. Damn. Um, he's steadily on their top power play. Yeah. Um, he is. He, it's he's turning into the go-to guy for goals right now out in LA. And uh, and I it, it, I mean there's really nothing else. Going it's just on so there. funny that you mentioned how bad their left wingers are. So I pull up their lineup page. It's just Dwight King, Andre Andre or Andy Andreoff, Kyle Clifford, and then Dustin Brown can shift over there. But that is just like a bunch of just big lugs. yeah. Like no like, one's there's taking, no skill there. Yeah. There's and just no skill for me. If you're picking someone like Tanner Pearson up to close out your lineup, he's gonna be in the top six no matter oh, what. Yeah. is what we're basically saying. Um, no one's gonna take that spot unless they decide to make a trade, and I think they need to worry about goaltending first. So yeah, we'll uh. So I, his, I yeah his yeah. his own percentage has just skyrocketed over the last couple days. Um, if you guys need some help on the blue line, obviously there's some young defensemen out there, like you have your Ivan Provorovs or your Zach Borwenskis, who are off to a ridiculously good starts and definitely are worthy of a roster spot. So if those guys out there aren't rostered in your league, definitely look at them, but I'm sure they are in most leagues. Um, for me, I like Ma- Michael Matheson, who's only 7% owned. He plays out in Florida. Michael Matheson was a 23rd overall pick in 2012 and has finally made his NHL splash. Matheson is an extremely mobile defenseman with a lot of offensive upside. So this 22-year-old, he put up huge numbers at yeah. Boston College and has four points, two a lot goals. Of hype about him. Oh yeah, two goals, two assists in six games so far this season. Matheson's averaging nearly 21 minutes per, or sorry, 20 minutes per night, including second power play minutes. Obviously, it's going to be tough for him to crack that top unit playing behind Ekblad and Keith Yandel. Uh, but just his, his mobility, his puck moving, and his usage, uh, he makes for an option in, in deeper leagues, on the you know, especially keeper leagues. Like You're always looking for those you know solid keeper defensemen. This kid had a ton of hype coming out of Boston College, and so far he's off to a nice start. I use him almost nightly on DraftKings. The kid is yeah, he's cheap. cheap for yeah, now. He's cheap right now, and he's playing huge, huge minutes. So I like Mike Matheson. If you're in a deeper league and those other um, young studs aren't, aren't available... Matheson's worth a look. Another guy, I don't know what his own percentage is, but he's worth mentioning. He had a three-point game last night, and that's Mark Strait. Now, he's playing yep. behind, obviously, Shane Goss to spare in terms of power play minutes, but Strait's a guy that was consistently an awesome 
fantasy producer over the years, and that's a team that's going to score a lot of goals. And his own percentage yet twelve percent. It's extremely low. Yeah, and he's been flying up as well. Yeah, so I think Strike's another guy to keep an eye on. I don't have a ton of numbers on him. I wasn't prepared to talk about him too much, but I just remember looking through free agents earlier, and, and Strike is definitely a guy worth taking a look at. So yeah, so, and, and before we left, D told me that I did have to mention uh, Jonathan Marcus Salt, which we have mentioned almost every week um, since then. But if you haven't figured it out yet, this guy's excelling extremely well. Oh yeah, in the top unit out in Florida. So if he's still there to pick up uh, Jonathan Marcus Salt, I'm pretty sure that's how you say his name. Marcus, so yeah, doesn't yeah, matter. there we go. Close um, he's uh, he's a studly option. Uh, do you have somebody that you're pretty much getting ready to drop right now? Yeah. So what I. I didn't really. I wasn't too sure what percentages to look at here because there's a lot of guys in the 50% own range who just should not be rostered. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm looking at guys who are 8% owned, like Nemeshnikov. I'm wondering why haven't people grabbed these people? Right. Regardless, fantasy hockey happens. Yeah. But <laughs> the person who is the most owned that I'm ready to just completely ship off. Cut bait with? Yeah. Who might yeah, <laughs> cut bait? Who might actually still have some fantasy value because uh, there's a lot of fans of his team kicking around. Frederick Anderson Ooh. is my person. God, he's drop. been brutal. I didn't want to say it because there's going to be backlash. But anyone, so can, anyone who can't say that he has been terrible, uh, you're not looking at stats or watching the game no, or the just same getting, games that I am. He's just getting lit off. Yeah, my thing about Frederick Anderson is, um, I mean, great, great seasons out in Anaheim had a different team in front of him. And totally different. Team. It just seems that Toronto, you know, they're exciting as hell to watch. Don't get me wrong. I love watching all these young studs and all these young flyers and all that ripping around. But then when it comes down to it, they lose games like 7-4, yeah. 5-4. They blow leads in the third period that they can't handle. And that's just product of them not necessarily having the defensemen slash the forwards who are capable of just playing a complete 60-minute yeah. game. That's all it seems. It seems Toronto can bring it for about 40, and then 20 minutes they break down. or they, when they But when they do break down, that's where Anderson really hurts people in fantasy. Yeah. Right now, he currently has one win, one <laughs> win, a 4.29 goals against average, and an 8.51 save percentage. Yikes. Those are just, uh, just terrible numbers. Awful and numbers. I, I, I don't see him as a goalie who, well, at least he hasn't looked that way. Problem yet. is that you... you most people probably drafted him as a number two, and he's not. I just, I don't even know if he's worth. The problem that, is, yeah. and I'm not going to go off on a huge Leafs rant because D's not here to defend them. But they're just too young. Yeah, we've seen it. Like, they're Austin Matthews is great, Marner is great, Nylander is great, Riley is great, but they don't have. There's not enough good veterans around them to help. Like they're just you, you can't go in there. Like and Tampa expect, came in there last night and Tampa just did whatever they wanted. Threw them around. Yeah, and you it, can't. You just yeah. you can't expect to win with a bunch of 18 year olds on your team. They, their their blue line is not good enough. Yeah. Morgan Riley's playing as a number one, probably not a number one. Zaitsev's yeah. playing as a number two, probably not a number two. And then yeah. the rest of their yeah. blue line. I mean, Gardner, he's he's solid. But then you look at Marincin, and Corrado hasn't even gotten a lineup, and, and Polak, and Hanvik, like that's just, they're not that good of a blue line playing in front of a guy yeah. for fantasy looking, purposes. Yeah. Exactly. He's just looking shaky right now, and he's becoming extremely, extremely hard to, uh, to deal with. I mean, yeah. 22 goals in five games. That's, yeah, at some point, Enroth is going to start splitting starts with them. I think and, it's and I'm and I. This could be the surprised. hottest take ever. He could bounce back. We might be jumping on him too early right now, but I don't know. It just is. It's There's a lot of signs there. Yeah, there it is. Just, a lot. It seems like it's going to be. I'm not as high on the Leafs as everybody else, and I know that's maybe you, you could call it a bias, but I don't think it's a bias at all. I just I've watched a lot of Leaf games so far, and they just don't look. They're not. They don't look ready. They're yeah. just too young still. Yeah. See, if you have a Leafs forward, you reap the benefits fantasy wise because Absolutely. they are scoring. Oh, a they're going to score like crazy all year. But at the same time, they're getting scored on. So that's where I just say Frederick Anderson. I know a lot of people had high hopes for him. Maybe not the year this year. You know, two three years down the line, when the Leafs are a powerhouse, like they're gonna yeah. potentially be yeah. and probably will be. That's when you want him. But just this year, if you're in standard leagues, I, I'd be ready to cut bait with this guy. Cut bait. So last week we talked about how. Brian Elliott got off to a slow start and I said, okay, maybe I was a little too high on Brian Elliott coming to the year, and then he puts back-to-back wins together. I would be, I was way more confident that Brian Elliott would overcome those early season struggles than I was with Frederick Anderson. Yeah. So just the, just the proven history yeah. as well. I mean, Anderson has, I mean, he doesn't have a, a super deep resume. I mean, yeah. he didn't, he, he never was a clear cut number one in Anaheim. He never got the chance slash he never was. But I don't want to tear the Leafs apart. I don't want to tear Anderson apart any longer. Let's talk about some of uh, our league leaders who you had maybe leading the league at the start of the year versus who you think is going to lead the league now. So we'll start with who's going to lead the league in goals this year for you. 
Okay, so I don't remember what I said. I just I'm gonna guess it was Ovi because yeah, was I think we all said Ovechkin. Right now though, I'm feeling Steven Stamkos. Um, I don't know the guy. The guy looks like he's come out just flying this year. Guns blazing. It's like he doesn't have any distractions. Who would have yeah. thought? <laughs> Weird, eh? <laughs> he can play without contract talks or other things or getting traded to every team in the league. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, Steven Stamkos has looked great. They've, they're playing him with Kucherov. I like that connection. Yeah, it's gross, man. They're so good. That first line is really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, just Stamkos is the guy right now for goals. Uh, obviously, Ovi's probably going to win it in the end. But. Yeah. I mean, like, if, we, if you had to talk about somebody, I said Ovechkin at the start of the year, and I actually wrote down um, that Stamkos could probably do it as well. Um, there's a few players who have gone off to great starts, but it's really hard to not pick Ovechkin, in my opinion. Uh, he's still on pace for 50 goals, even though he kind of got off to a bit of a slow start. Three goals in his last three games, and he plays tonight against the Oilers. He could have uh, six goals by tomorrow morning, depending. Who knows? Um, but there's one player I could see getting back to 50, and that is Stamco. Stamco yeah. has five goals in six games so far, which is obviously a great start for one of the better goal scorers in the league, and sometimes you just need a hot start. Uh, but I'd throw an honorable mention at Vladimir Tarasenko as well. He's one of the most dynamic players in the league. So I'm not going to – I think we, we rattled it off before the show. We basically had all the same picks. So yeah, I tried to did. throw in a couple honorable mentions just to give somebody – or give our listeners some variety. Um, and Tarasenko deserves it. I mean, he's always been – Oh, he's good. I, lo- I love Tarasenko. Snipers, so. We had a live draft uh, earlier this year. My one buddy, he was like – he had all these guys kind of like lined up. I think he had like ninth pick or something and then – all the guys he wanted, just boom, 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 just went off the board. And then he was just like, oh, shit, like, what do I do, man? Like, do I take – who should I take? I'm like, what do you mean? Tarasenko, dude. He's yeah, like, really? He's like, he's like, what do you mean? He's like, he's, like, like, he's like, he's that good? I'm like, dude, he's unreal. Like, yeah. take, take, and then he picked him up. Tarasenko had an unreal first week. He's like, dude, thanks, man. <laughs> it's like, dude, yeah, he's unbelievable. Uh, but who do you think is going to lead the league in assists this year? Assists, um, and again – I don't know who I chose the first time. I want to say I probably went with David, and that's probably, again, the smart choice. Probably but a safe bet. I decided to, to dance away from that as well because we're five games in, so we might as well just start Get think, crazy. Get the crazy. seasons all over and all that. But uh, Claude Giroux is my guy. Um, he's, he's kind of been an, a notorious slow starter, and uh, he's actually flown out of the gate this year. I'm pretty sure he's leading the league right now in assists. Yep. Um, it's Claude Giroux. He's playing with a lot of talent around him. Braden Shen's stepping in. I know that it happened last year. He really emerged. But now that Braden Shen's there, it gives him another winger around that can score, as well as it allows Voracek to step back on another line. And then Wayne Simmons is just being Wayne Simmons. That's, Wayne Simmons is awesome. Yeah, and, uh, and yeah, Giroux set Shen up with an absolute beauty last night. That, their comeback I don't was ridiculous see it. last night. Yeah, I don't see that stopping either. No. I think that's going to be a nice uh, – that's going to be a really, really intriguing line. Um, and uh, I think Giroux, if he can stay healthy, that will – Team can stay healthy. Well, not team. That line can stay healthy. Yeah. There's a lot of offense around that. Can oh, dude, he's just like he gives him. he's awesome. Yeah, such a good playmaker. Um, McDavid was my preseason pick as well to lead the NHL in assists. I'm gonna stick to my guns. However, Claude Giroux, like you just mentioned, is no stranger to racking up helpers in bunches. So I couldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. Ryan gets laughs off to a nice start. I wouldn't be surprised if he stays up there. That's the only thing that that team really has going for it. Seriously. It is, Sadly, but seriously. Gets off and parry. Uh, and then my honorable mention will go to another flyer, Jakub Voracek, who looks outstanding to start the year. But did you see that hit yesterday? No. Oh. Did he throw or did no, he No, dude. Kulikov absolutely oh. just ruined his life. But yeah. he was fine, dude. Like He got just leveled. Uh, Kulikov got like two minutes for charging. Voracek goes to the bench. Of course, they pull him off the ice because of concussion protocol. protocol. He yeah. just sat there and snapped his stick over the bench, and he was just like super pissed. Goes to the dressing room, gets cleared, comes back in overtime, almost scores an OT, and then ends up scoring the uh, the shootout winner. I'm cool with so that. He's on fire. Respect right now. for Voracek. Yeah, for that. I, yeah, I like Voracek. Yeah. Uh, who's who's leading the NHL in points? Points. Connor McDavid sticking I mean, with the guns. Yeah, um, me too. I mean. Yeah. One more can you say, kid is just anyone who's seen this guy like it's like watching like it's know. like a video game, man. He's That's just like exactly what I know what to say. He's just like, oh hey, man, we should make a player and put ninety nine speed, yeah. ninety nine acceleration, ninety nine agility, it's greatest like, hands. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's He'll insane. Be tall. Dude, yeah. he's like so tiny, but like it's just like the way he just protects the puck. Can just I mention like the- I'm still terrified once he gets some weight on him and can just keep bodies off mm-hmm. like Sid does or like, you know, any anyone who become, gets into their adult body, yeah. how good McDavid is going to be. Oh, he's gross, man. Yeah. He's so good. Okay, here's that. We'll, we'll, st- we'll step away from the skaters here for a minute. Who's leading the NHL and wins? 
Carey Price. Oh my. Why do I say that? Bold prediction. Bold prediction. I thought you were going to say Semyon Varlamov or Frederick Anderson uh, or something. Well, Varlamov had a shutout in the first week and oh, I shit. almost lost my crap. But anyways, um, <laughs> he also had two five-goal against Yeah, that, that is so Varlamov. <laughs> yeah, you got to get used to this. <laughs> so happy and sad. But I went with uh, Carey Price because just Montreal's looked great this year. And, um, and they went against great last year before Carey Price went down. There's no, I don't see a reason why they can't do this again. Like last year when Price went down, they are leading the league in points. Mm-hmm. Um, this is October. This is October, though. This is yeah. exactly when the Canadians exactly. play good every year. So yeah, so we need them to uh, to pull it out for a full year. Radulov is finally kicking in out there. Mm-hmm. He's looked pretty solid. And uh, Carey Price. Just Another guy we're going to touch on later. It. Shea Weber, off yeah. to one of his best starts of his career. Just looked right now, picked up another goal and assist, the game winner. Fresh tonight. He's on fire. Yep. Look out, PK. <laughs> I'm sticking with Cam Talbot, obviously. He's leading the NHL nah, wins. And, nah, I'm just kidding. No way, Cam Talbot. Great start, like the guy. I think that's going to be a good team no, for the rest of the it. year. Uh, Price, madly impressive so far. The Canadians have looked good, but I'm still going to stick with my boy, Braden Holby. Holby. Yeah, it's tough not to. It's, it's really hard not to. Not, I mean, I, I brought this topic up in the script today because I thought really maybe you would have some hotter takes about people's starts. When I looked at it, I basically stuck, like, stuck to my guns across the board. So I thought maybe you'd have some harder takes. Instead, we basically had all the same takes. So yeah, wasn't I as, like, tried to go away from my normal ones, and then like I try to go away from them, and you're like, oh, yeah, and I'll also honorably mention this. Yeah. No, that's my guy. Yeah. Shit. Uh, too bad we didn't have D here. He probably would have been like leading the league in goals. Austin Matthews leading the league in assists. Willie Nylander leading the league in points. Austin Matthews. Mitch yeah. <laughs> so. Zaitev. Zaitsev, Norris Trophy candidate. But anyways, that's the first half. We'll send it over to the Blue Stones as always. And when we get back, we'll have your injury report. Bring back legit or not legit. And we'll also get to some fantasy questions. So enjoy the Blue Stones. We'll see you guys back here in 60 seconds or less. Podcast. No, I'm sorry. Um, that was your best D impression? Yeah, I had to step in today and be D in it. I was super nervous. So I just clenched up and did a, did a D impression. But welcome back to episode 38. I got Brock here with the injury report. And uh, yeah, he's going to lay it on us. <laughs> You're supposed to say, take it away, Brock. No, <laughs> lay it on me, Brock. <laughs> All right, so Duke Rass missed Wednesday's game, but could return on Saturday depending on how practice goes the next couple days. Uh, staying in Boston, Anton Hudobin is going to miss the next three weeks with an upper body injury. And also in Boston, David Backus underwent an elbow procedure. I have no idea <laughs> how to pronounce mean? the word, so I didn't even try. Just elbow procedure because it was like some blah, 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 bursa. That's all I remember. I wasn't even going to try to pronounce it on the thing. That's why I'm we not, do hockey. I'm not, dude, I'm not a scientist. Yeah. I'm not a doctor. I was not about to even try it. I have enough time saying Pavel Buchnevich who is going to, uh, he missed Wednesday's game, but is expected to return on Friday. But back to David Backus here for a second. His elbow procedure will keep him out for the weekend, so he'll miss at least two more games. Could miss a couple more games beyond that, but all we know is he'll be reevaluated after the weekend. Uh, Chris Kreider, Pavel Buchnevich's former linemate, mm-hmm. both injured right now. Kreider missed Wednesday's game, but he could be back Friday. He's listed as questionable right now. Doesn't look that great for him. Looks like Buchnevich will return. Crowder is a little more iffy. Yuri Hudler, uh, he's missed the last four or five games. I can't remember the exact number with an illness, but he returned to practice on Wednesday. Could play on Thursday. Uh, Matt Murray returned as the Penguins backup on Tuesday. 
Penguins' next two games are Thursday and Saturday. Don't be surprised if Matt Murray gets one of those two games. And then quickly, we've got Jason Spezza, who's dealing with an undisclosed injury. Justin Abdelkader, lower body injury. And Jeff Skinner, also undisclosed. All three of them are day-to-day and questionable for their next games. I believe that is Thursday for the Red Wings and Stars and Friday for the Hurricanes. And that's it for the injury report. How about Nashville? How's their uh, how's their whole? Oh, they're all back. They're all they're good? all back. Tonight. Okay, they, they're food poisoning. They're, they they're good that. to go. That was crazy. That was nuts. That oh. UC Soros came up and just and crushed it. it up. Yeah. Who called that? I think we did. Yeah, we called. Ah, it. UC Soros, dog boy. Not to pump our own tires, but you know what? Finland loves us, and we just give it right back yeah, to we Finland. Love the Risto Finland and UC Soros, they the boys. Show up, dude. We should just do. All our patrons, we should just go to Finland. Just all, let's just go party in Finland. I'm That's bad. what we're gonna do. If you donate one thousand or more dollars, you get to come to with Finland us to party with us. in Finland. Yes, that is for sure gonna be put on the patron page. Imagine some guy a picture just... of me next to Risto. Just like <laughs> that would be the greatest. Just like me, you, UC Soros, Rasmus Ristolainen, and Alexander Barkov. That would just be the greatest thing ever. I was hoping for uh, Saku Koivu, but you can, oh, have, can, have, your, you can have your Alex Barkov. Yeah. No, Barkov's Just kidding. We'll take anyone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I literally stand next to like Aki Berg if he's <laughs> over there. So I'm pretty sure he's Swedish, but I mean, he might yeah, be in Finland. He could be, he could be Finnish. I have no, no idea. idea. <laughs> never, never played for the national team. Saki Berg, we're talking about here. Uh, but let's get to legit or not legit. <laughs> Speaking of legit people, <laughs> legit is for sure Finland. Not legit. I'm not. I don't know. It's another country. No one because. All our listeners. We're are all legit. legit. You're all legit. Um, not legit. Eh. No one. I think the first the first question is going to be not legit. What do you think about the first question? First question is Austin Matthews will be a point per game player. Brock says not legit. I also say not legit. With okay. respect, I give him. I gave him seventy. Okay, exactly. Yeah, we were on point today. It's I like just, we wrote this beside each other. We did not, by the way. We didn't. No. We just sit beside each other and talk about it. I was on my mom's computer. <laughs> typing away, yeah. tip tapping away. Oh, yeah. But yeah, no, I just I, I playing great. I just don't see him finishing eighty two and eighty two. Nope. Instead, seventy, seventy five, and eighty two. A little bit more reasonable, but yep. it's not a point per game. That's still even ridiculously good. I had him projected for fifty three points for the start of the year. He only needs forty three points for the rest of the year to top that. It's getting there. honestly it could happen. Yeah. Uh, but he does look really good. I mean, the NHL is still learning how to stop the kid. We see this all the time with rookies that come into the league that I just don't know, especially ones that are this good. Remember just, Oscar Lindbergh last year just tearing yeah, up and then finished the year with two. Well, obviously, it's a different case. Yeah, but, but still, you're right. It's just they have to get they have to, you know adjustments. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I'm saying knowledge it. Only 24 players have finished with a point per game while playing at least 60 games over the last three years. It's obviously fairly rare uh, in this day and age. I think Matthews will finish close, maybe 70 points, maybe yeah. just under 70. I don't think he finishes with a point per game despite the hot start. Obviously, the hot start gives him a nice head start, but still. Yeah. It's tough, especially as a rookie. It helps, too, when you get up four in your first game. Obviously, exactly. But exactly again, impressive he's, as hell. He's, yeah, he has he has been he's been good. I don't think he's going to be a point per game player. So we both say knowledge. It second and question. A seventy point player is still phenomenal. Woo! Seventy points, and they're still not going to make the playoffs. Hey, you heard it here first. Who knows? Actually, definitely not first. Everyone's probably saying <laughs> it. except for Leafs fans. Uh, Richard Panic or Panic, whichever way you want to pronounce it, will finish with twenty five plus goals, Beebs. All right, so one thing I actually just wrote an article on Richard Panic, and one thing I couldn't realize or couldn't believe is that he's shooting sixty-seven percent right now. Yeah, yeah I tweeted he out has. last week. It was just like sustainable question mark. He was shooting like seventy-two point eight percent or something. Yeah. But at the same time, um, he has six goals. He only needs nineteen more. I put legit, and you want to know why? He's playing on the power play. He yeah. has two power play goals already. If he can stay there and just kind of be, you know, a power play. Goal guy, twenty five <laughs> can happen. If Play with Taves at regular. That's my thing too. Yeah, Taves and uh, Brock is actually showing me before the show how much uh, ice time Taves. Or sorry, not Brock. Um, other friend I was with was showing me how much ice time Taves uh, Taves has been getting recently, and he's around the twenty five minute mark, which yeah, is just crazy. Insane. And that means uh, his line mates aren't too far behind him. Obviously, he's playing power play shorthanded, but Panic is getting minutes on both sides. Um, even end power play. Obviously, he doesn't need the kill to get fantasy points. But I said legit too. Yeah. Okay. So I don't feel as crazy because nineteen. And here's why. Goals. Here's why. If Panic scores at his modest career pace for the rest of the season, he'd still finish with eighteen goals. Yeah. And that was so very with modest. a slight uptick that he's playing, like with playing with Taves and playing on the power play, 
even if that small bump continues, even at a lesser rate than it obviously we've seen so far, an extra seven goals compared to his regular rate. Yeah, which was a fourth line rate. Yes. It's doable. Absolutely. The hot start, obviously, that's the whole point. Hot start gives him a head start, and I think he can get there. No, Not no problem, but I think it's definitely possible. Doable. He could just be you know, on the fourth line by the end of the year and have 13 goals. Who knows? But right now he's playing with John Taves. Hot take, 25-plus for Richard Panic. Now, D would probably flip out about this question because it's Red Wings' question, but Gustav Nyquist will finish with 30-plus goals this year. Legit or not legit? I actually had to think about this one a lot. Um, I would have liked it more if it was 25, like Panic. But he's wow. not. He's, I had to give him more credit. I know. If you look at his season numbers, he's been right, he's been right around 20. Or 32 times, so uh, that's, I, had, I had to boost him up a bit. No, and see, that's um, that's why I said yes. I didn't, um, I think it's legit. I didn't want to, actually. I wanted to just... Maybe, we, maybe be, like, I think the whole reason D wasn't on this show today was to for us to realize that me and you yeah, just agreed too damn much. Yeah. We need D to we argue with to us. in the center yeah. because I, I, I even wanted, I told myself, I was like, I want to piss Brock off tonight. It's just me and him doing the show. I want to get him <laughs> shaking on the same couch with me. And instead, I had to agree with him. I think that Nyquist could be a 30-goal scorer. Last year, we thought Nyquist yes. would break out. He didn't. Nope. Um, but neither did anyone on that Detroit team, really. They didn't have an elite-level score, and they're kind of still looking for one. They have the talent around them. I think it. Nyquist can be their number one scorer out there, and if he does, 30 goals is not really too big of a... I mean, he's got guys around him that, that can help him out as well. It's um, funny because like the Red Wings desperately need to add a defenseman, and if I was to trade any forward right now, it would be Nyquist. I know. crazy. Like I just like Tatar. probably like at yeah. its top right yeah. now. Yeah, and well. Tatar is like just yeah. so good. But so like I'm saying legit, as in like if he does it, he's scoring thirty yeah. on the dot. No, yeah, Nyquist right now. Forty. He's not scoring thirty-five. No, he had a down year in 2015-16. Last year was rough, but the two years prior to that, he had 28, 27 yeah. goals. So if he scores, I'm gonna go back to my mathematics skills again. If he scores at that three-year pace, which includes only 17 goals last year, over the remaining 75 games. He'll finish the year with 27 goals again. So if you take out that bad year, even put in 25 or 20, which he's done two, the two years previous, he'll get to 30. I think Nyquist gets to 30. I think Tatar gets to 32. Not, not 30, See, I can't agree with 30 as well. I think they both get to 30 this year, but that's it. I don't think. No. I mean, Larkin, Larkin had no. 23 last year. I think Larkin will be 25 again, but I don't. I think Tatar... And Nyquist lead the team, both with 30 goals. They've both been close in the past. I had Nyquist coming in, pegged in as a 25 to 27 goal scorer this year, so a little bit of uptick. Um, he's looked great. He's sniping right now, so I'm, I'm down. I'm down to be a bit of a homer right now. I think Nyquist so and yes to Nyquist, no to Tatar on this end, but I'll let you have your moment. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Dude, like, I just couldn't believe how late Nyquist and Tatar were going. Like, yeah. Just one bad year, it's and then like drafts, everybody, oh my god, everyone's, everyone's going to get, like, so much like return on their value with those two guys, I think. People forgot. I'm a, I'm a Wings fan, though. Who how young and talented they still were. Yeah. They're not 30-plus old men. No, they're not. Respect them. Uh, legit or not legit, Shea Weber will finish in the top five in D scoring. Now, we, we're will, gonna he finish in the top, will he finish in the top five in goal scoring among defensemen and point getting among defensemen? What do you think? All right. Goal scoring, yes. I do believe he will. Point getting, no, I do not believe he will. Why I say this is uh, just because I have five other names that I think will. Eric Carlson. Yep. Oliver ekman Larson, mm-hmm. Brent Burns. Mm-hmm. And then I have Yossi and Subban right there, but either or. And then I even honorably mentioned, I don't think he's going to do it this year. Come on. Say it. Risto. Woo! <laughs> Risto! See, my thing, I, I just had to put Risto because it's hilarious, but Risto has to It's just so funny all his goddamn um, he has, Yeah, no, that's mostly why I wanted to do it. He has five Check out the audio level on that Risto. <laughs> Either way, People though. People are deaf and just pissed at me right now. <laughs> I, Shitty reviews. They're just like, they're in their car. They're like, oh, oh. God, we're, we're, we're causing accidents. And I apologize. Brock is. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not yelling at him. Being polite. It was your fault. You were the one that put Risto in the, in the thing. Uh, yeah, no, it is. No, it's, no. You were the one that yelled at Brock Slapper's name. It was like, <laughs> that, was, that was you with Risto right there. <laughs> exactly. But back to Shea Weber. Um, sixth or seventh in the league. Yes, absolutely doable. But uh, top five, I just I just say not legit. But again, two points here tonight. 
Yeah, he's looked great. Good on him. I'm happy to see Shea do good. Yeah, he got shit on all, pre- yeah, all preseason summer. for no reason. Summer. No yeah. reason. The summer of shit. Yes. The summer, the summer <laughs> of shit. For Shea On Weber. Shea. But shit on you, Shea, summer 2016. How do you feel about Shea Weber? I say, ooh, Weber is sixth in the NHL over the last three years in D points. So he's right there before, and he's off to a nice start. So I, he, look, he looks like he might have found a new, another home. He was, looked like he was at home in Nashville too, but a nice new home in Montreal. I think he could definitely finish in top five in goals. That goes pretty much without saying. Probably getting a 20 again. My bold statement of the year, though, was more goals from Subban than Weber. So I kind of so have that would, to. That would fall out. But I'm thinking he finishes top five in goals, fifth in points. Okay. Borderline. He's getting yeah, in no. there, but five. He squeezes in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, if Carlson, we, Burns, Subban, three ahead of him for sure. Even Maybe Ekman Larson. Letang already hurt, though. Yeah. Letang's just, I don't know. Letang is just so, such. I have such a hard time with him. Letang. I know. He's such a mercurial player because he's always injured. No. It's poor son of a, son of a But bitch. all it takes is him getting 70 games. Well, let's stick right with this now. The next question is right in the same wheelhouse. Will Brent Burns finish with more points than Eric Carlson? Um, I love Carlson. I also love Brent Burns, but I say not legit because nobody has led defenseman in points in, I don't know, what, three or four years? Since no, he's on blue. Eric, like, like, no one. And what's going to change? It's, I mean, it's not going to change. Burns has had a great start. He's on absolute fire. He's, looked he's like just a, the best. He's honestly looked like he's just possessed out there. He's like, I have contract here. I must put up 100 points. <laughs> That's Brent Burns. This country. Okay, did, did you know though how smart he is? Apparently, he's like just like a genius. Like, yeah. They call him like the mad scientist. It's yeah. crazy because like that's what everybody's reactions. I was like, oh, he's a caveman, but he's actually just. But he's like, actually a like, yeah. Him and Big Joe, like they just they're doing like that beard thing. <laughs> Can we talk about how people. I got on TSN? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. We haven't mentioned that. Brock made it on TSN last. <laughs> I week. think I said something on the Daily Dose when I was doing one by myself, but that was like I saw that picture, and then that day. They made like the one, shirtless picture, by the way. Yeah, the, the shirtless Joe pick. They made that one minor change to their lines, and like I put their lines, and like whenever I edit the lines, I go back to the lines to make sure they edited properly. Because like sometimes they'll go and like try to put in like Ericsson. Like on Vancouver, it's happened to me like ten times this year. I'll type in Ericsson, like I'll be like trying and your to, favorite uh, Red Wing comes up. No, 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 no. Because like oh. it's just like the players that are on that team. But like I try to do it really fast. I got a lot going on, so I'll type in like E R I, hit enter, hit OK. And then I'll go look at the lines, and it's just like they have like Joachim Eriksson, like the AHL, and he'll be on like the first line with the Sedins for like five minutes. I'm like, shit. Two people gotta go picked back him up in Vegas. Exactly, yeah. It's like, out. oh shit. DraftKings line numbers. Yeah, exactly. The one night I got bitched though because the Penguins have both Garrett Wilson and Scott Wilson, and I was like flying. I just hit Wilson, boom. Had Wilson on the top line playing with like Malkin, but it was Garrett Wilson instead of Scott Wilson. So a bunch alert, of, by the way. Uh, yeah, a bunch of people took him in DraftKings. <laughs> and Scott Wilson played Garrett's in the AHL but anyways yeah so I tweeted out I'm like I, I did it I looked at the lines I'm like oh my god if I put a shirtless Joe pick up right now and tweet this out like, I'd probably go go nuts for a little bit so then whatever started off slow and then all of a sudden my phone's like ding 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 just retweet re- borderline retweet. viral yeah well it was only like 200 RTs but still I guess Gino Retta puts it, puts it up I'm, I'm out for dinner with my girlfriend and I get this phone call it's like dude you're on TSN right now I'm like what it's like, yeah, dude, your tweet like is on TSN. Gino Retta's talking about it right now. I'm like, what do you mean? So then I get home, and another buddy like screen capped it, sent it to me on Twitter, and was just like, yo, dude, you're on TSN. He's, I was like, what were they saying? He's like, it was Gino Retta, dude. He's, I'm like, oh, the legend mentioned me, and he's like, the yeah, legend. all all he said was like, oh, and the and the editor in chief of DailyFaceOff.com had a little fun with Jumbo Joe today, and then like posted it up, and it's just like at Roxy. I'm like, that's cool. TSN. I, if, felt, I felt legit for a day. If I heard Gino Retta say my name... It'd be awesome. I would fall asleep every night. So happy. <laughs> so, Gino, just feel free to give me a show. Yeah, we got to get him on the show. Yeah. Um, Friend of the podcast. So, you say no. Eric Carlson's still <laughs> leading DM points. No, yeah. Sorry, just to get I back got, into that. Carlson taking the whole... The whole I had to talk about Gino thing. for yeah. a minute. Uh, I'm going to say nope. He's there now. But he's not going to be there at the end of the year. Carlson's just too good. Yeah. I know. I like, just too good. Like, yeah. just like... Burns is great. I think Burns will score more goals again. Yeah, no, I do too. Just, but Carlson, but like, just Carlson will play like 60 to so dumb. You watch an Ottawa game and someone scores. It's like, oh, Carlson couldn't have been anywhere near it. And then you just look at the assist. And it's like, yeah. He had like a 120-foot yeah. stretch pass up the ice. Yeah. And, oh, okay, cool. Stuff yeah, he I just can't picks even up do in beer leagues. Yeah. <laughs> Piss me 
All right, we got a couple more to get here, legit knowledge it, and these are more geared towards teams. Yeah. And this is where it gets fun. Mm-hmm. First one, a team that we've shit on. As much as the NHL shit on Shea Weber this summer, we've shit on the Anaheim Ducks this much. And I think so far we've been proven pretty right. Yeah, we just, they're, they're getting deservedly dumped on. The Anaheim Ducks will miss the playoffs this year. Legit or not legit? Super legit. Super legit. Um, Most legit. Yeah, no, I just... Uh, they don't really have the two-headed monster in that anymore. They just have the one-headed John Gibson, who's a phenomenal up-and-coming goalie, but I just I don't think he can hold 60 games and Bernier... Just Bernier. Um, my favorite thing to call people what they are. Uh, and I know it is. Under Randy Carlisle have looked pretty freaking awful as far as Corsi stats go, as we could expect. Um, as we mentioned earlier, Corey Perry and Getzlav are really the only two bright pieces out there. They still haven't signed a player. Hampus. Hampus Lindholm. Hampus Lindholm. So, like, I don't know. It just seems like a mess. Feels player. like another guy we could hang out with in Finland. Yeah, I'd, I'd chill with him. We could probably hang out with him right now. Beeves and Hampus. Yeah. <laughs> Chilling in a tree. Um, but, yeah. I uh, I say legit they're not going to make it. Not the year. I say legit, too. This team is not very good. Yeah. Straight up. However, I don't know what you just said if you said that teams before didn't play well, Corsi-wise, possession-wise, under Carlisle. But they actually rank 7th right now in 5v5 Shit. Corsi. Um but still, even with the seventh best five v five save percentage, they're still just two, three, and two. I think there's a lot to like. Getzlaff, Perry, Vatnin, Fowler to a certain extent. He's off to a nice start. Lindholm, when he's in the lineup, like one of those two is gone. So one of those two is whatever. And they got, but then there's just not enough depth. I really yeah, like Ricard Raquel too. I like John Gibson, but there's just not enough depth on this team. The problem is this team is taking steps backwards on the rest of the Western Conference, like the Flames. And, and the Oilers, they're taking steps in the right direction. Yeah. So I think that they're going to be close, maybe ninth in the West, but they don't make the playoffs. I say legit. Another team in the Western Conference that's on the fringe right now due to the injury to Jonathan Quick. Legit or not legit, the Kings missed the playoffs in 2016-17. Legit. Did you hear that left-wing lineup we, <laughs> we rattled off there? Um, no, yeah. Same same deal as Anaheim. They're just this is a, this is a team that we've been used to just being a successful West Coast team, um, and they just don't have the full pieces Did you like hear they used that left to. Wing one? <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's the shittier of the two. We're talking wings. about Dwight King, exactly. We're talking about Dwight King playing on first. No, but not even. Um, they just once Quick went down, that that's Ooh. where you call it. Especially when <laughs> that's you, you, it's over. It's done. Wave the white flag. They just signed. Let's get out uh, of here. They signed everyone's favorite uh, Anders Lindback. Back. To come in and be their saving grace. Yeah. So we'll see how his <laughs> hey, 879 save percentage from last year holds up yeah. this year. Um, but no, sorry to poop on LA. Like, like <laughs> You guys have had a ton of success, so just chill for a year. Yeah. Like Your goalie's coming back next year. Yeah. Get your draft pick. Let Tanner Peterson have a sick year. And go ahead. I'm saying not legit. Yeah? Ish. I have a Ish. hard time. Oh, yeah, because this down, is tough. Everyone's one. like... They're still as a dominant of a possession team as you can be in the NHL. They're still dominating possession like they always do. But their goaltending has just been atrocious. I think it's been like the third or fourth worst in the NHL so far. Ahead of only like Carolina, Calgary, and Toronto. I might be wrong Calgary. But Carolina and Toronto are the two worst. And there's somebody else in there. Anyways. Without Jonathan Quick. Probably Colorado. This team is in trouble, but if they can stay afloat, somehow, if they if they pick up Mike Condon off waivers, if the Peter Budai Walls, if they if Honors Lindback, maybe just because he's so big and he only faces <laughs> seventeen shots a night, yeah, maybe he can be yeah. okay. Yeah, I don't, I can't green. even believe I'm saying it. Maybe he can just be okay. They only give up like literally twenty shots a night. Dude, like, they should still be able to win doing that. No, yeah. Like, there's no way that they can't find a goal in the NHL that can just, like, be okay enough. Yeah, no, Just okay enough. Not even league average, just okay enough to make the playoffs. Because there's some bad teams in the West. They could still do it. I'm saying knowledge. I think they squeak in. And, hey, Quick's not out forever. No, yeah. He, I mean, he comes back for the playoffs. And, they and he's whatever. okay or enough. In the last 10 games, you need a couple wins. He's okay enough. He's all right. Let's wrap, let's wrap this up with one final legit or not legit. The Edmonton Oilers will make the playoffs this year. Legit or not? I never thought I'd say this. Like, I never. Ever? Like, not in the last friggin' 10, 10 years. 10 years. <laughs> anyways, not in the last decade since, like, I never even thought that I'd be on a podcast. Well, that too, yeah. 
15. Who knew? Well, I knew I would be on a podcast when I was 15. Life goals. Honestly, I thought life, I'd be on TSN, but like buddy. with Gino Retta, not just a picture of my stupid name. See, I thought I would be in the NHL, so oh, it's a little bit different. I knew um, I wasn't going on. Or a sh- superhero, one of the two. <laughs> Still it's a dog shit skating. <laughs> oh, yeah. I Yeah, no, we're not even going into me. But uh, <laughs> the Oilers will make the playoffs is legit to me. Oh, um, obviously, everyone knows their hot start. Five of six, I think they've won. That's, mm-hmm. that's a number. Five um, and one. If Connor can stay healthy, this is why I think it'll happen. He's been uh, he's been dominant. He's, he's taken games over, and I think he's going to keep it going. We love Connor, but like for such good reason. And then also Cam Talbot looks extremely, extremely number one-ish this year. Yes. Which is, uh, that's, that's the big factor for them. And their defense. People shit on that Larson Hall trade. Adam Larson's looked pretty decent. Like, I well, don't... like, okay. Larson has been good. Larson has he's filled the role solidified well. their top pair with Clefbaum. Yeah, fine. Still a bad Still trade. a bad trade, yes. <laughs> yeah, still bad, but at the same time, we can see where it's helping. No, it definitely has helped Yeah, for sure. People say always say shit like, "Oh, it's just the start of the year. They're five and one, whatever." Hmm. But a five and one streak, or like for the Red Wings, a five game winning streak, that's huge. It doesn't matter just if that's ten that, clean points. That doesn't matter if it starts in game one of the year, or the or, or, or sorry, the first five games of the year, or the last five games yeah. of the year. A five game winning streak is five game winning streak, and that's huge. That, yeah. No, it's a good that's, league. That's a nice. Yeah. That's a nice start. It's, it's not and like the NBA where teams just crush each other left and right. This yeah. is a very even out league. Yeah. So, so just winning five huge. in a row at, at any point in the league. It, yeah. and, and the same can be said if you lose five in a row. It can be detrimental. Absolutely. So the hot start helps. I think that there's seven teams, six teams for sure, probably seven teams in the West that I'd say are in the playoffs for sure today. St. Louis, San Jose, Dallas, Chicago, Minnesota, and Nashville. Yeah. I think that's seven. I might have counted wrong. And then Calgary and Edmonton are right there. And then that leaves them to fight with the Avalanche, Kings, Jets, and Ducks. Yeah. I'd say I'm ruling Vancouver and Arizona out completely. <laughs> Let's call it on that. I think I think that the Jets can go with them. I think the Flames go. And I think the Oilers go. I think they're both in the playoffs this year. No, Colorado's in. First no. seed. <laughs> Taking the whole damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> President's Trophy. Give trophy. it to him. Yeah. So we both, wow, man, we agreed way too much. People are going to be at home like, no, they're idiots. Hopefully you guys disagree a little bit because we agreed. Feel free to let us hear it. Way too much. Before we get to fantasy questions, before we get to fantasy questions, we had a couple of really nice reviews today. Yeah. And that, they are so fun and so good to read. But we would also like, if there's something we can improve on, something we can change, please let us know. If you guys really enjoy this show and there's something you guys would like to hear, have us do, or just something that you think that we're doing well, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. There's nothing better than reading a five-star review, and there's nothing worse than reading a one-star review, but it helps. Oh, yeah. Constructive criticism, we're not babies. We'll take it in stride and improve on what we need to improve on. So please head over to iTunes after you listen to this and give us a review of some sort, whether good or bad. We need to know what we need to improve on, and we need to know what we need to continue to do for this podcast to have continued success. Yeah. Beeps, well, let's well, do some fancy questions. We're raw. We are. We're it's only talent. one year. Oh yeah, but, we're uh, we're like we're like we're, we're Connor McDavid. We're just stepping into our, our second year, but we're on fire. We're on fire ahead yeah. of us, I think. Luckily, we're a little bit better at speaking to the mic, but <laughs> you know, thankfully. Um, fantasy questions. Let's do it. Twitter. Anyways, here we go. Um, if you want to find us on Twitter at DFO Podcast, or you can find me at at Beebs Bondi or Brock at Brock Segan. Brock, Brock underscore Segan. I'm sorry. Or right. at Three Birth. Bert, three Bert, three Berthium, three D Berthium. I think. Either way, there's no other. Th- there's there's not even a two D Berthium. No. So. But uh, yeah, if you need to find uh, D. That's where you got him. But Let's yeah, go. at DFO Podcast. So this was sent in from at LTFC1972. There's some tough handles today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you didn't make it easy. But uh, LTFC1972 asks, highest scoring line? Question mark. I assume that he's asking who is going to be the highest scoring line this season. Yeah. This is tough. Very tough. Part of me leans towards Chicago, Patrick Kane and Isimov Panarin. Off to a good start. They did it last year. They were great. I'm going in another direction. I like Thomas Hurdle, Joe Thornton, and Joe Pavelski in San Jose. 
There's a lot of other contenders out there. Yep. The Connor McDavid line is going to be up there. We talked about I think Philly. J- Jamie Benn being put back together with Tyler Segan is going to be up there. I think that top line in Philly is going to be up there. Tampa. Tampa's top line. There's a lot of lines. But there's some of those lines. It's tough to say because Tampa's a team that shuffles their lines like crazy. Dallas is a team that shuffles their lines like crazy. I wouldn't be surprised if Edmonton started struggling. If they you know, change up McDavid's yeah. line. The one line, or the one duo at least, that's going to be together forever is going to be Thorne and Pavelski. They're playing with each other for 82 games this year. Yeah. And as long as Hurdle keeps playing well, Hurdle will be on that left wing as well. Yeah, or really whoever's on there is yeah. still going to be yeah. a solid, solid line. Put Joel Ward up there, and he's going to still pot 25. Actually, though. Yeah, he's so consistent. Next question, though, from at man... Just spell it. Okay, at... No, I'm going to try to say it. At man McJ... Or Man Mike J? Man McJay. Man McJay. Either way, thank you for the question. Um, he asked, what position besides goalies are the most important in DFS and which are you willing to pay up for? Thank you. Sorry, it's, it took it, a bit to get out. That's okay. You're, you're thrown off by the handle. Yeah. Now, <laughs> this is a tough question because it honestly just depends on any given night. I Obviously, goaltending is important. The one thing I like to start out with is just a goalie that I really think is going to win the game for sure. You yeah. got to start off with that win you bonus. bonus points. But you, you don't always necessarily have to pay up for that. Sometimes there's a good value start. I think it was last week against the, the Avalanche. You had Grubauer, extremely cheap, goes in, shuts him out. Yeah. There's sometimes you can... I think the best... Maybe not which position you pay up for, but there's... Goalie is the one that you can always save some money on. I think. So I like to try to save a little bit of money. Occasionally, you got to pay up for like a lock in net. But I, I like to normally try to save money in net. I usually don't pay up for defensemen. At least both of them, I'll usually pay up one maybe. Yeah, I was going to say. And one value. And then I, it, it there's usually every single night, I peg one player or one duo or one line that I is a must-have for me. And I always pay up for them. And I build the rest of the lineup around them. And I try to save as much money as possible in net. Now, I'm no DFS expert. Yet, hopefully, sure. I've been winning pretty, pretty yeah. heavily lately, but I'm not. I still don't think I'm. Not, I don't know. I, I think everybody thinks they're a freaking expert. Everybody oh, yeah. can write who you think they should play and get lucky every now and again. Yeah. So maybe I am. I don't know. Question number three. Let's do it. Question number three comes from at Tail Seventeen. There's a name we can pronounce. Yeah, I actually got that one. And they ask. Um, they said, "Well, ask State." Kept Sam <laughs> Reinhardt. Should I be worried? Is he all a product of Jack Eichel? No. Eichel getting back definitely gonna help. Yeah. Uh, the Sabres are banged up. They're struggling out of the gate. But in a keeper league, yeah, do not say, be worried about Reinhardt. Kid's, the kid's going to be awesome. I almost said he's the least. Not lean right now. I think mm-hmm. Reinhardt's going to be really good. Uh, I would not worry about him in a keeper league. Uh, I think Buffalo's has better days ahead of him, especially once Eichel returns. I don't think he's a, like, I wouldn't say he's a product of Eichel, but Eichel definitely helps. Yeah. Uh, Plus, you got to think... Can't hurt playing with Jack Eichel. Yeah, there's a couple of games, too. Ocposo wasn't playing. Evander Kane's out. Talent's very limited. I like that team, though, really. Like, Ocposo, Reinhardt, Eichel, and O'Reilly. Like and, that. Sorry, and, who else? Risto! Boom. <laughs> and I, honestly, dude, I love Robin Lehner. That guy's... I was going to say, even Robin Lehner... I Lander love Robin Lehner. Like, even if he's not that good, I think he is good. I think he... If he could ever stay healthy, he actually is good. But my God, he is just such a beauty. Solid spark plug. Oh my God. I wish he was Finnish. I'm pretty sure. Like, I know he's Swedish. Yeah. But but I'm pretty sure he could probably go to Finland because that'd be sick. He'd be a fun part of probably that. Probably chose not to since they have all those amazing goalies. There. Yeah, he's like, ah, I too, many, not stand too many lofty expectations. I only have to be better than, like, Jonas Gustafsson and just, like, slightly shittier than Henry Conquist. Yeah. Get that backup role. Yeah, Sammy go. Sallow back in the day. Who knows? <laughs> but that was episode number 38 of the Daily Faceoff podcast. We are going to try to release these every single Thursday. Like we mentioned earlier in the show, head over to Patreon, become a patron of the podcast. I don't want to say give us your money, but every little bit helped, man. Even a dollar. I'll take a dollar. Yeah. Head over there. Head over to iTunes. Give us a nice review or a shitty review, whatever you want to do. And keep your eye out. I've been I've been trying to do it as much as possible, doing the daily dose, which helps you guys build your, your DraftKings lineup. I'm trying to do those as much as possible. Keep an eye out for those as well. They're only about 15 to 20 minutes. Nice quick episode. Helps you build your lineup. Hopefully helps you win some money. I'm Brock Segan. To my left, I've got Biebs Bondi. Somewhere doing something in Brantford is, is uh, Dylan D. Berthium. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. 
And uh, we'll see you guys. I'll probably see you guys tomorrow, maybe Friday with a daily dose. But Beebs probably won't see you guys till next Thursday. Have yeah. a good night. Most of all, enjoy the Blue Stones. Peace. Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.